Well, Marianne, welcome to the Full Cast and Crew podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. My guest today is Marianne Sirk. Thank you. Comedian, radio host. Yeah. Rochester native. That's right. Mid-century modern home refurbisher. (laughs) He went deep. Mother. (laughs) Yes. Fairy house entrepreneur. Yes, all of these are true. What did I miss? Are there any other things? Violinist. Is that true? Yes. Come on. Yes. Suzuki violin. Really? Since I was five. Okay, so (laughs) we know each other because as a comedian, you were a longtime cast member on a show that we produced, World's Dumbest. Oh, Oh, he did the elevator all right. Down to the ground floor. Hold for laughter. Indeed, I was the world's dumbest girl. I like saying that. Now that you've said you played the violin, I can't imagine how we <laughs> never... U- Why did you never bring that forward for use in the show? Not that there was a lot of opportunity that, to play violin on World's <laughs> Dumbest. I think that was the problem. I could have just brought it to every taping. Said, eh, anything today? Wait, so were you one of those little kids <laughs> who was like in the Suzuki violin class, or is this yeah. an adult pursuit? No, no. I was since kindergarten. Sister Helen Ann Barry at St. Pius Tenth wow. taught me Suzuki, which was a double-edged sword because you don't learn how to read music. You, you just don't. listen and repeat. So I have a really good ear, but when I was in an orchestra in high school, I had to buy the CD and listen for my part and then try to duplicate it. Interesting. It wasn't fun. Hmm. <laughs> How did we ever get you on World's Dumbest? Do you remember? I've asked you. You don't remember. <laughs> you you Facebook messaged me or MySpace messaged me. You found me, but I also knew Mike Trainer in New York City. It might have been Mike. Mike might have recommended you. It could have been. I loved Mike, and he he's so funny. He had the good show. taste. Yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I think it's probably what it was. He was probably like, "Hey, you should check this person out," or I saw your clip somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I auditioned, and then um, I didn't hear back for a little bit, and then I re- and they were like, "Oh, just remind him. Sometimes he forgets." And I was like, "Okay, hey, Jason, <laughs> did you still want to use me?" Sometimes then- <laughs> he forgets. <laughs> yeah. Code for he'll never get back to you. <laughs> right. So no, it's that's so funny. It makes you realize, like in entertainment. I don't remember the origin stories of even our own shows half the time. Oh, right. You know, I'm sort of like, whose idea was that again? Right, right. And you realize why most people just sort of claim that everything is their idea because <laughs> no one really remembers. Like, It's scary. How did we get that show together to get on the air that time? Isn't I mean, it funny? It is like creative stuff, you just sort of forget unless you documented it. And you were also in the first ever web series that Meeting House Productions, oh, yeah. our home here, <laughs> produced with Heather Thompson, the brilliant and funny Heather Thompson. Yes. Daisy Gardner. Yes. Who else was in that? Greg. Um, oh, Greg, the, the Greg, Greg Wilson. Wilson. Right. Print models. Print models, brilliant. We met in a posing class. It was really exclusive. It was um, three grand cash, um, and you had to be invited by this guy that we met. When Winona and Caroline came to me, they originally wanted to be print models, but I just thought they'd get much more exposure with my style of photography. Much more exposure. They would be so much more exposed. You don't get to keep the photos he takes of you, but we were told it was very likely they would end up on the internet. Still good, by the way. I know. I don't know. We were just ahead of our time. Yeah, we'll get there. Nobody was. That was probably shit. Twenty twelve, like literally. Uh, yep, it was because I left the year after. Nobody was doing web series back then. We were the first. That's right. It's a good web series. Check (laughs) it out. Print models. Print models. Available at chuckler.com or Facebook. Where you get your webisodes. Webisodes, yeah. So. uh, And director's commentary. And director's commentaries. Those were brilliant, too. (laughs) That's right. Those were your idea. You and Steve Willis. Yeah. The brilliant Steve Willis. Director's commentaries. 
that project was so close to my heart because I love that kind of comedy. Yeah. Like very meta. And yeah. what director's commentaries were, were you've all, if you're listening to the podcast, presumably you like movies, you've followed along with director's commentaries on the movies that you have. Well, Steve and Marianne had a brilliant idea to do director's commentaries <laughs> for stock footage videos. <laughs> so they'd have a crackling fire and... Hi, uh, I'd like to welcome everyone to the director's commentary of Cozy Fire. I'm Steve Willis, the director, and I've got some special guests in the room with me. I've got Marianne. Hi, Marianne Sirk. I was the Vestal on the shoot. I don't know if people even... Yeah, why don't you explain what a know Vestal is? No, the name is. of it. Vestal is a sort of an ancient wave. So basically, I was the fire handler. The goddess of the hearth. How do you say it? Hearth or hearth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> technically, it's heart, but I'm not going to get into that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just handle the wood. Okay, yeah. And you did a great job of that. Thank you. Uh, we also have our sound man. Why don't you say hello? Hi, how's it going, everybody? Jared Logan, I did sound on the uh, the cozy fire. Can you guys hear me okay? We we made it up oh, on the fly a lot. They were so, so funny. It was fun. Really good. Again, so ahead of our time. Great. It was great. If only we could line things up like at the culturally appropriate moment. They'll be found. <laughs> so the movie we're here to discuss today, I am asking people, as you know, people that I love about movies they love. Disappointingly for you, we're not doing Hocus Pocus. No, not Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Practical magic. Oh, what's the difference? Big difference. Okay, describe the difference. Hocus Pocus is garbage. I don't get <laughs> the cult love around Hocus Pocus. Garbage. When practical magic exists, I call it prac mag. Wait, but aren't they both about little covens Witchcraft, of teenage girls? But one witches? is a cartoon, basically, and the other is probably real. Okay. Alice Hoffman's book, Practical Magic, was made into a movie starring Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock in the 90s. Oh, that's my car. Oh, that's your car. Mm. Huh? Plate number 229 MOB? Uh-huh. That's James L. Angelo's car. Come on now. We... We stole it, and it's a crime. I know this, but, but, but he basically kidnapped her, and it... Whoa, whoa, whoa. He kidnapped you? Well, no, 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 he, 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 didn't, he didn't really kidnap her. He just he sort of, like, a, just a, a little nap. I didn't want to like it, but I loved it. Okay. And you refused to a podcast about it. No, no. It's not that I refuse. It's just that <laughs> you then also offered the option to do Dirty oh, Dancing, yes. which is what we're here today. I mean, yes. how could we not do that? I've been, you know, I'm a huge Swayze fan. Oh, I know. I have now read two books about Patrick Swayze, which is probably two more than <laughs> most people have read. I love that. And I'm a huge Point Break fan. Oh, I forgot about not. that. Nope, I'm not. You forgot about Point Break? I did because I, I've Jesus. read about Patrick Swayze lately, and I don't, and that's never mentioned. What? No. That's insane. I know. Well, we did a whole podcast about it. You can listen to it. Oh. Oh, that's right. I listened to the podcast. I and I think he did Point Break. Two? <laughs> pretty soon after that, after he did uh, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. It might have been, let's look it up. As I say, it's often a podcast about the sound of typing. I like that. I love Google. I always give things a goog on the fly. Yeah, because that's no what it's about. It. It's yeah. all sort of like figuring it out here. As if, you know what, this isn't a podcast where we like edit everything to sound like I had instant recall over the Patrick Swayze filmography. Although you you should. That would be great. I'd be like, oh, yes, 1999. Yeah, with, I'm not that, I don't have that kind of mind. Keanu Reeves, is it? Point break? Yeah, what? Are you fucking with me right no, now? No, I'm not. Okay, Dirty Dancing was 87. Followed up by Steel Dawn, Tiger Waw saw Roadhouse. Oh yeah, Roadhouse. Next of Kin, Ghost, then Point Break. So it was quite down the road. Wow. What an what a roller coaster. I, that's the thing about his career that's so weird. Yeah. And I was just reading, I read his bio, his autobiography, 
which has a very weird tone mm. in that it's he's in it, but he's kind of not at the same time in his own book. Okay. I, and I don't know what it. that I'm is. I'm a huge memoir fan, so I'm going to read it. You should read it because he's really honest, like very open, very honest about very difficult things. Mm-hmm. Drug problem, drinking oh, problem, oh. near death, almost killed himself in a plane, problems Patrick. with his wife. What? Like, yeah. Lisa or whatever her name is? Yeah, Lisa Niemi. And they never had kids? They didn't. They really wanted to have kids, but they didn't. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh. You know, I hate to ask when couples don't have kids. Of like, course. do you want to have kids? But I'm d- always dying to know. You can't ask. No, you can't. Because you don't, as you know, you're a mother. You, you shouldn't. People it's- have their own struggles and issues about having kids, and you never can know. People used to ask... My wife, Amanda, and I all the time, yeah. like, why don't you guys have kids yet? Yeah. Oh, well, really? Would you like to know? Right. Well, here you go. Right. Let me just bring us all down for, right. you know, the next And then you get days. asked, when's the next one? Yeah. We've been asked that. Well, when you turn 50, like <laughs> we are, no one asks anymore. <laughs> right. So oh, all you and it. Robbie have to do is age in <laughs> okay. place, and no one will ask you that. <laughs> Done. Man, what a pleasure to rewatch Dirty Dancing, which, I mean, of course, I know Dirty Dancing. I've seen Dirty Dancing a hundred times. Yeah. But to get ready for the podcast and to take Dirty Dancing seriously and to right. watch it seriously and learn about it, I'm so impressed with this movie. How did you encounter Dirty Dancing for the first time? I saw it in the movie theater when I was in seventh or eighth grade. Wow. What did you say, 1980? 1987. So, gosh, I had to have been going into seventh grade. Okay. And I remember going to soccer practice in the summer and saying, I just saw Dirty Dancing and feeling so edgy. Mm. Like feeling, because so, I went Catholic school, okay. very conservative. My parents weren't, you know, like, hey, we're going to take it to the art house. They weren't like that. Sure. I don't even know how we ended up at that movie. It's only PG-13. Yeah, but still, I was not thirteen. Twelve, yeah, <laughs> and loving it, just being obsessed with this this girl that I, even though she was older than me in the movie, I could relate to mm-hmm. I, all of it. And I just remember wanting to dance like that right after, and telling all the girls, and they were so jealous that I saw this movie. And it ended up being a big, bigger hit because it wasn't mm-hmm. a hit when I saw it. Right. So I saw it first. You saw it first. (laughs) It's interesting. I've heard a lot of women in some of the making of things talk about their identification with Jennifer Grey's character. And you realize what a big deal that was as a character because that was not the glamorous movie star looking woman that was probably in most movies, right? Right, right, right. No. And I feel bad sort of highlighting that, but yeah. No, I mean, that's part of her thing. Wasn't it? Yeah. Before she got the nose job. Yeah. I mean- which she has a sense of humor about now. I she think does. I just was reading that she was on some short-lived television series recently, yeah. and like the running joke, she was playing herself, and the running joke was her rhinoplasty. Right. Gone wrong. Yeah. Not gone wrong, just gone completely unidentifiable. Like, right. Which is a little bit tough as an actor. She looks real pretty, but she looks very generic now, and it, yeah. she stood out before. She did. And I, of course, loved and related to because I've never been the girl. I have a gorgeous older sister. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't look anything like me. She's got a different nose than me and my mm-hmm. sister, which always made me feel so, like, jealous. Like, I could have been something if I had that nose. And so when I saw this movie, I was like, yeah, she's the girl that nobody looks at when she walks right. in the room, which I could relate to. And then she gets this guy. This this guy sees beyond everything, and yeah. she sees beyond his mm-hmm. body, which can yeah. be distracting. So sure. they both sort of uh, got seen for things that they don't usually get seen. Johnny, I came here because my father... No, the, the way he saved her... I mean, I, I could never do anything like that. That was something that... I mean, the reason people treat me like I'm nothing is because I'm nothing. That's not true. 
You, you're everything. You don't understand the way it is. I mean, for somebody like me, last month I'm, I'm eating juju bees to keep alive. This month, women are stuffing diamonds in my pockets. I'm balancing on shit, and as quick as that, I could be down there again. No, it, it's not the way it is. It doesn't have to be that way. I've never known anybody like you. You look at the world and you think you can make it better. Somebody's lost, you find him. Somebody's bleeding and yeah, you... Yeah, go get my daddy. That's really brave, like you said. That took a lot of guts to go to him. I mean, you are not scared of anything. I don't Me? I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of what I saw. I'm scared of what I did, of who I am. And most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. I think I texted you the other night saying, like, who the hell else could have played this Patrick Swayze role? Right. I guess, like, I met uh, one of the producers mentioned John Travolta. Yeah, at the that's time. true. But she said a really interesting thing. She said that Travolta has, like, love me eyes, like, like mm. kind of wounded, sad, hurt, like, Puppy dog, like, kind of care, take care of me eyes. And Patrick Swayze has kind of hooded, dangerous eyes. Totally. And she was There's like, it wasn't edginess. a Travolta. Kind of like wounded. It would have been different. It would have been different. I mean, it he definitely could have done the dancing for sure. Yeah, but I don't think he has the same kind of virile right. macho thing that Cowboy, Swayze has. Yeah, that energy. Texas. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's so masculine, so, and... so crazily masculine, mm. and and like kind of flipped because he's the beauty object in the movie. Right. He's like shirtlessly with the black Toreador pants. Ugh. And, Not, the, and there's even know. that scene where he talks about how he gets used <laughs> yes. by all the women. And she's like, you're using them. And he's like, no, they're using me. Yeah. Which uh, you don't think about a lot. You just no. assume, oh, men just want to sleep with whoever. And he was right. like, I'm actually looking for something. To, <laughs> someone to really love me, you know? You don't want to be a piece of beefcake, you know what I'm saying? Pirouette, and that's all they want. Look, you got to understand what it's like, baby. You come from the streets, and suddenly you're up here, and these women they are throwing themselves at you, and they smell so good. And they really take care of themselves. I mean, I never knew women could be like that, you know? And they're so rich, so goddamn rich, you think they must know about everything. And they're slipping the room keys in my hands two and three times a day, different women. And so here I think I'm scoring big, right? And for a while you think, hey, they wouldn't be doing this if they didn't care about me, right? That's, that's all right, I understand. You were just using them, that's all. No, no, that's not it. That's the thing, baby. See, it, it wasn't like that. They were using me. Did you know that the woman who was kind of the busty wife of the guy who just wanted to play cards and right. was basically paying Patrick Swayze like a hundred bucks to sleep with his wife so yes. he could play cards till four in the morning? Oh, my day. This is our last night together, lover. I've got something worked out for us. She was the co-choreographer of the whole movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I know she was supposed to be the mom, right? Or well, wasn't there some switcheroo there? There was a switcheroo. So she was close with Kenny Ortega, legendary mm -hmm. choreographer. So they were kind of partners in choreography. Oh, and right. And he wanted her in the movie, but there wasn't really a part. <laughs> and then the woman who ended up playing the mom was scheduled to be the character that this co-choreographer was. Vivian. But then... The woman was who was like scheduled to be the mom problem, sort of right? had a health problem yeah. or something happened. So they moved her over to the mom role. And then they actually cast another actress in Vivian's part. Oh. But then that didn't work out because oh. that actor didn't have chemistry with Patrick or said something to him. It sounds like he could be a little 
touchy, a little intense mm. on the film sets because he took it very, very seriously. And so they got rid of that actor. And then Kenny Ortega had joked with the choreographer saying, like, you're going to be in the movie. And she's like, that's not going to happen. And she ended up being perfect for the oh part. Oh, my God. Like, so you couldn't perfect. have anybody more perfect than her. I love how she dances with him. Oh, my God. Like, you God. wouldn't know she's a choreographer because she just sort of slowly moves around. And it's funny that he had so much say in who got cast because it was a— Who, Swayze? Real, yeah, like a low budget. They always kept saying, like, we didn't think anybody would see this, so. It was a movie that was being made for nothing in a time when there were no movies being made for nothing. So there was really—it was maybe also going to be a little, like, blue, it felt— you know, like a little like maybe my parents, I wouldn't want them to see this movie. I couldn't tell what the movie was. It was, it was, I didn't have a sense of if it was going to be really dirty and I was going to be like a pawn in this kind of weird softcore porn movie. So I really, it didn't feel like a regular movie shooting either. It just felt like an experiment or something. Yeah, that's, an, that's what's so really amazing about it is like this movie that Swayze did before this you know, was like a $10 million movie. Mm. So he's, The Outsiders, Outsiders is like an 8 or $10 million movie in 83. Wow. And then he did a bunch of kind of TV things, Red Dawn. I guess that was a hit. Right. And he was with Jennifer Grey in Red Dawn. That's right. I don't think they got along very well. Right. So I think she or he, she, she I think they would both say they weren't necessarily enthused about the concept of working together again because I think they approach it really, really differently. You sort of Jennifer Grey is like from theatrical royalty, grew up yeah. in Manhattan, going to private school. Joel Grey. Joel Grey is her Oscar father. Winner. Swayze is kind of like Houston, Texas royalty. Mm. His mother is one of the most famous dance teachers in the country. Oh, wow. Patsy Swayze. Okay. And he was groomed from a young age, trained classically in ballet, and- mm-hmm kind of came from a whole other thing. So mm-hmm. you could imagine that kind of clashing, but in a way that ended up working really, really well. Yeah. And you, you almost pick up on it, that energy. Yeah. Because that's the way they were supposed to be in it. Like she's high bred. Yeah. And he's like from the streets because right. he wears black. Obviously, you see the symbolism, the sunglasses. We get it, Johnny Castle. Johnny, Johnny Castle. Castle, that name. It's amazing. Come on. It's amazing. It's so dumb. But like all great Sweezy <laughs> roles, like... I don't want to say it's more than the movie because the movie is a really good movie. It is a good movie. The way movie. it works is... The nostalgia. It's like immediate. It's you immediate, but it's also it. not what it could have been, like, in a good way. Like, it it's it has substance yeah. for what it's doing. I mean, I've read things where people are saying, like, wow, this is one of the one of the earliest and best and truest kind of depictions of a difficult abortion on screen. Oh, true. Like, she's not played as a slut. She's not... You know, her her health and medical concerns, the concerns that the doctor have is right. about her being able to go on and have children. Like that was just as a concern yeah. for the doctor as opposed to like, well, slut, I can take <laughs> care of this baby for you. But you know what? You're barren now. Yeah, because I don't care. And it's funny because when I think of dirty dancing, I don't think abortion. No. Like it's, it is a huge uh, th- I mean, it had it was very edgy to, for them to put it in there, but it didn't overwhelm it. You know, it didn't become some like right. heavy handed, uh, no. you know, think piece about <laughs> the pro choice or pro yeah. life. And you're right. So for like a what, four or five million dollar movie or eight million dollar movie that. About abortion. <laughs> <laughs> the abortion movie. That's what my parents called it when they took us. Not really. <laughs> Did they take you? Did your parents take they you to it? They must have. They must have. Because I was with my sisters, and I, I don't remember 
anymore who I went with, but it mm-hmm. had to have been them. Now, w- would you have been into music at that time as a kid seeing this? Like, what were you into in sixth or seventh grade? Oh, um, I was a nerd. I was, um, I was a nerd, but not like the cool nerd now. Like, oh, sure, like the, yeah, we didn't you know, have those then. Comic, yeah, you were just you just had picked on nerds. Yeah, I, you know. I, Again, my sisters were super popular and very, very pretty. Okay. And I was definitely like chasing after them and like tap dancing in the background, <laughs> trying to get some love. Are as you well. the youngest? Yes. Oh, youngest. okay. So all um, the attention had been given to yeah. the two other children for no reason. Well, for no reason. Well, that they came before you. Yeah. But like in school and stuff, they just got it handed to them and I had to work for it. Um, Sounds but- <laughs> like these issues have long been resolved between yeah. you and your sisters. <laughs> I call one party sister. She's the oldest. Okay. And she and I look a lot alike. And then Lisa, I call fancy sister. Okay. So we have gorgeous, fancy, uh, and funny. Fancy, party, and oh, funny. Oh, party. Yeah. Fancy, party, and funny. Right. Interesting. Right. I have meaner names too, but I'm not also the nice one. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, we, uh, so wait, so back to going okay, to so the Okay, so you're movies. in sixth, seventh grade, you're in Catholic school. Yeah, ultra server. Okay. Uniforms. Yeah. Violinist. Violinist. Are you, are you I can't imagine why you weren't popular. Seems like. <laughs> um, courier. I got to take the mail from the, from the uh, <laughs> church to the uh, school. I also was the cleaner for the teacher's lounge, oh, which I loved. You loved? Yes. And I got to take the principal's lunch. Like I wow. got so a you're lot goody of two shoes. I got you. No wonder nobody liked you. Given to me. <laughs> I was um, in a lot of plays. I was Oliver in the Oliver play. I could see I that. I a gender morph, but I was a did boy. Did you have short hair or I long hair? really short hair. You did? Yeah. Okay. So it worked. It looked horrible on me. And my mom was like, you could pull it off. You could pull it off. She always said that. I'm like, I don't think this is pulling it off. So you were always a performer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I and was you... in plays and I was a model when I was a little kid. You were? Yeah. Oh, my God. We back. What? Kodak was based in There's so many things here that I did not know. (laughs) Okay. Follow me There's very complicated layers of beauty and cuteness here, but okay. And as a woman, that's what you focus on. So as a a young, as as a a baby, you were the cutest baby. Baby and child up until like, you know, puberty. Puberty hit. I got fogly. And Lisa blossomed. Like she just looked like, what? Who, Mm -hmm. where did that come from? And I remember the moment we were in Disney, and you know you can get those profiles, like the charcoal. (laughs) And my mom, they went, let's have Lisa do it. And I go, I want one. And I remember this. You'd be disappointed. Oh, my God. Are you serious? (laughs) That's the moment I became a comedian. (laughs) I was like, well, I guess I'll work on my personality. So you could probably also relate to the sister relationship going on in Dirty Dancing because there's a little kind of tension there. But they also, when 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 it really counts, they are there for each other. Right. You know, there's a little jealousy. There's a little kind of... I think that at the very end, like baby have... has the attention right. as the youngest. Lisa, he's just got to do something for me. I don't just got to do anything. You just tell mommy and daddy I have a terrible headache and I'm in bed and check on me once, okay? No. Lisa, I don't have time. Just do it for me, okay? No. Actually, I will speak to mommy and daddy. They should know you've been coming and going at all hours. And there's something fishy about it. In fact, I'm going to tell them right now. Lisa. Remember that weekend you were supposed to stay with me when they went to Rita's wedding in Washington? So? So I'll tell them you left me all alone and spent it with Jerome in Hampton Bays. But I didn't. I stayed with you. I know. They won't believe you. I never lie. Oh, my God. And my sister's name is Lisa. So... 
Oh, like as you're gosh. sitting there, I'm just wondering if that was. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't conscious of it, but mm-hmm. yeah. And what's that test? The Decknell test or whatever. The Bechdel test. Bechdel test. Right. Yeah. Doesn't that pass it? Because they talk about like life. Two women have they to do. talk about something other than other a than a man. Um, yeah. Although I the mean, man was daddy. Like well, daddy, daddy they do talk about listens. daddy. They do talk about Robbie, the jerk waiter. Uh, I don't think they talk about Johnny yeah. Castle so much, but they do have other conversations about lipstick. No, <laughs> like um, I don't know, and <laughs> so I have to check hard. back to see if it. Passed I feel that. like it did, but yeah, they did. Ha- I did love the dynamics. I love the dynamic between baby and the dad. I could definitely relate to that. I was always super close to my dad, mm-hmm. probably more so than my sisters. And then, yeah, the one girl getting like the, you know, she's the star. You go to, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? But then there's a switcheroo at the end, isn't there? there? Yes, there is. <laughs> the youngest comeuppance. <laughs> Lisa's uh, musical number is amazing. I mean, to be able to do that sort of poorly, I always think is somehow more impressive than being able to do it really well. Yeah, trying to sing off key is not that she's off key, but like oh, she's off key, Jerry. Yeah, (laughs) Um, she's so funny. Has she done anything? Let's take a look. Let's take a look. She's so perfect for that. She really uh, the casting is amazing. It is. Everyone is really well cast. Let's see. Uh, not Cynthia Rhodes. Oh, yeah, she's... Jane Brucker, Lisa Houseman. Yeah. Lisa Houseman. Working as of 2011. Waitress? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's Where? see. Well, she was on One Life to Live in 86. Oh, I'd love to see She that. did an episode of Miami Vice, then Dirty Dancing. Then she was on Crime Story, which is a Miami Vice spinoff, as you'll okay. recall. Then Wise Guy. Uh, Bloodhounds of Broadway. Remember that? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about Dish Dogs? <laughs> Kevin's mom. So no, she hasn't worked much. <laughs> she hasn't worked much. That's since too then. bad. She was funny. She's very funny. Yeah. She uh, and Cynthia Rhodes. She's a Broadway star. I remember her from a lot of stuff. Yeah. So Cynthia Rhodes was Penny Johnson. Mm-hmm. And so skinny, distractingly skinny. A little distractingly skinny, true. Yeah. Like, and babies. Uh, you know, Jennifer Grey's thin, but just such different body types. Yeah, Jennifer Grace sort of looks like a normal person, which in a movie is not what we're used to. Right. So, okay, interesting Cynthia Rhodes crossover here. She's the woman in red in the Toto Rosanna video. Yeah, she looks like a music video. Which Patrick Swayze is also in. Yeah, he's uncredited, but he is one of the dancers. Oh, how funny. Yeah, and she's the woman in red who is the kind of doppelganger, I guess, for Rosanna Arquette. If you oh, believe yeah, the yeah. urban myth that she's the inspiration for the song, which she's actually not. We've dis- <laughs> we've blown that up on the podcast. Oh, in okay. The past. Yeah. She, um, Cynthia Rhodes, I don't feel like could exist outside of the 80s or 90s. Like, she just has that look where it's yeah. not going to happen. Like, what has she done? Well, she was in Flashdance. Yeah, I know that. Which which Jennifer Grey wanted more than she wanted life herself. To I be could cast see that. as the Jennifer Beals part. Absolutely. <clears throat> she you know what? Something like eight or nine times, <gasps> and it came wow. down to basically between her and Jennifer Beals, and Jennifer Beals ultimately ended up getting it. 
I could so couldn't you see Jennifer Grey in that? I could, although I do think Jennifer Beals is is better cast than Jennifer Grey in mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. But she describes being utterly devastated, destroyed for years that she didn't get the part. I could see that, and then it became huge. Became huge. <clears throat> um, and Cynthia Rose was also in Staying Alive, the unfortunate sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Yes. Starring John. Yes, Coulson. she's very familiar from that era. Yes. And then what did she do? Then she married Richard Marks. Oh, yeah. So they were married for quite a while. Mm-hmm. The casting's amazing because one thing I respect about Patrick Swayze, it's easy now because everyone thinks like, oh, my God, ghost, mm. dirty dancing. Rom-com guy. Everyone but you thinks <laughs> Point, Point Break. Break. Yeah, no. Right? Roadhouse gets Roadhouse. mocked. But see, all of his movies almost get mocked. Like they do. It teeters on cheesy. It does. It has a tint of but cheese, I, a sprinkling of What I of love parm. about this one particularly is it comes from a really like well-meaning, organic origination place. It's not a cynical studio move. It's this woman's story of her yeah, life her growing actual, up. Like yeah. she was the Jennifer Grey character and she went to these resorts. Right, right. And so it starts from there. And the fact that every single person involved always says like no one expected anyone to see this. Yeah. They wanted it almost straight to video, right? Yeah. They were Which just I like, it's it a little movie. movie. It's yeah. not a studio movie. It's not a big budget. Mm-hmm. And Swayze's uh, one-time manager says that this happened all the time, that he would get fixated on a particular role and she would be like, I don't I don't think that's a good move for you. Uh-huh. He would just be like, I have to do this role. Right. I have to do this part. Wasn't he almost going to become a teen idol? He was in some skate, yeah. roller skating. He was in Skate Town USA. Skate it was his first Town. movie role. Remember when roller skating was a lonely sport? The skaters were discreet. The skates were obsolete. And the background had no beat at all. Well, times sure have changed. And they, uh, they said something like, you're supposed to be in all these movies after that. And he said no. And I remember being like, I could never imagine saying no. Uh, I know. To that because, you know, it's not like what he ended up becoming was that much of a step away from teen idol. You know, maybe like a mom idol. Who? If Swayze? Yeah, like older oh, ladies no. ended up swooning over him. He ended up still becoming swoon swoon worthy. Look, he's one of the, he was one of the biggest stars in Hollywood yeah. in his time. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was famously offered, I think, a three or a six picture deal after Skate Town USA. Maybe the movies were so bad, but even Elvis said bad to horrible movies for money. I think he just kind of knew, well, I think coming up the way he did with his mother and his father and kind of being in and around show business somewhat Mm -hmm. in his formative years and also kind of having this drive that you can, in reading his both his autobiography and the biography of him, he always had this mm. this focus and this drive, which which he ascribes to coming out of the ballet world, which is like you can always be better. There's you're never there. It's so strict. It's so strict, and it's, yeah. it's like there's never a perfect line. And and also, it sounds like his mother was very demanding, and he was always trying to to prove himself to his father first and foremost oh. as a man. Oh, because he was a ball- he's ballerina. A he's a baller he's a ballet kid, <laughs> yeah. right? In the in 60s and 70s in Texas. And so 
He was made fun of. He was picked on. It's not masculine. All of these things, which kind of remain an issue for him when you read the books a little mm-hmm. bit throughout his whole life. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of kind of a tortured soul in there, and I'm not sure what the engine is for Too that. Too bad. Um, but Because that's all like, you know, our society, which I hate that word, but it is yeah. sort of like everybody. And it's funny because people mock kids in ballet or theater, and yet who are the people that get the most fame and attention? Of course. Movie stars and dancers and singers. Yeah. But we don't want to encourage boys for some reason to be in dance and, and yeah. theater class. Right. And and I think now it's probably... It's getting better. It, it's but, better, yeah. but certainly when he grew up. And, and so I think the way that he, that he dealt with that was by simply being the best where mm. he was. So he mm-hmm. was like the best in Houston, but then he moved to New York and got a job dancing with a prestigious ballet company in New York City. And he, he describes, he's kind of like, I went from being the biggest fish in the small pond of Houston ballet right. to being basically nobody in yeah. New York. Yeah, except super hot no matter where he went. Super hot no, no matter where he went, uh, but kind of a serial monogamist to hear him tell it and hear his biography tell it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He wasn't, he doesn't portray himself and doesn't sound like he was like a relentless womanizer, even at the height of his fame. Wait, he wasn't? No. He was more of a serial dater. He like, wasn't he with his wife for a very ever? long time? Yeah. So like he was with her from the 70s. They had a, a couple periods where they were separated during oh, his man. various he fame was, things. But he could have had anybody. Yeah, he's kind of open. That's what I'm saying. The book is kind of cool because he talks pretty openly about this really? and how surreal it would kind of be and a little bit mimicking that speech in Dirty Dancing. Oh, right. right. Which, you, you know, know, they don't look inside. You could imagine, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I'm sure it's probably fun for like – yeah, the yeah. first five years. Sure, five years. That's quite a run. Yeah, After that, you're, you know, <laughs> gosh, the hottest, most beautiful ladies. But then you get bored. Well, and that's also just men in general. When they reach their thirties, they start saying, "Oh, maybe I should look at something else other than yeah, just living the for myself." Hottest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes guys until what thirty um, in New York or LA to grow up. No, to be fifty. To the, yeah, yeah. New York or LA, I'd say, it takes longer. Yeah, I think women are more mature and smarter, younger yeah. than men are. Yeah. Goes without saying. But more emotional. Probably yeah, but that's but a good thing because yeah. men, like, I think the one thing that's true about Swayze throughout his life and a lot of these movie roles is for a guy with this, this macho image on the one hand, but then also this, like, romantic side, which yeah. is kind of everything. That he taps into immediately. Yeah. And he has this juxtaposition in a way that, like, a Travolta doesn't have that. Totally. You know, Travolta's not romantic. Right. For some weird, strange way. He's sort of like. I think I know why. (laughs) (laughs) I got a couple guesses. You got a couple guesses there? (laughs) You're right that if you look at all the Swayze movies, they're all, they they all could be characterized as a little to a lot cheesy. Right. Yet. Or you could buy in and just go for it. Or you could buy in and just go for it. which, Which I actually think this movie. It's easier to do that with this movie than any other Swayze movie. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Ghost. I have. What? You've never seen Ghost? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it worth seeing? Is it good? It's great. It's, it's a great? rom-com. Oh, yeah. What? Ghost? Yeah. How can you say? See, now I understand no, I'm the asking point, the, Frank. I'm asking the it question. It is a great movie. It's a great it's movie. A, it's, a ch- it's cheese. Okay. If you like cheese, little parm. Well, what I'm saying, does it have, like, to it's me, Dirty Dancing is, is a substantive movie right. that is easy to digest. Yeah. Um. There are some plot points that aren't that uh, realistic. The psychic lady, I want to know what she told you. I want to know exactly oh, what she said. Go. Go stop this. What the hell happened to you tonight? Does this have anything to do with her being at the bank today? 
Ferguson said she closed an account. Her name isn't even Oda Mae Brown, it's Rita Miller or something. I have to say there is a cheesy, you know, plot line of uh, a murder or something. You know, mm-hmm. they, there's some cheese. There's for sure, sure some cheese, but I think you would enjoy it. But I think there's more going on yeah. in Dirty Dancing than there is in Ghost, it sounds like. Yeah, there are, there are more compelling relationships for sure. Obviously, Swayze's greatest and role dancing. without discussion is Bodie in Point Break. There's no question <laughs> that's the distillation. I thought that's the discussion we were having. That's the that's distillation <laughs> of Swayze-ness. Come on, think about it. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. So you trust me? Okay. Then don't worry about this guy. I know exactly what to do with him. Now, I thought Point Break was for sure a joke movie. Like, people made fun of it. Point Break is actually a really important action movie because it has a lot of differences for its time in terms of an action movie. Mm -hmm. Number one, is directed by a woman. Great. Uh, Number two... It is not, Keanu was not your typical action yeah. hero lead at the time. He was also mocked forever, and now all he of a sudden has become yeah, a he's, thing. Yeah, he's in the Keanu sons. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, right. He's in the Keanu sons. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's having, having a definite He's having moment. a moment, as the millennials say. Yes. Who's having a moment? Keanu. Next, I'm Marianne and Kirk. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Right? Don't mock it, because I might You're going to do it. that segment next <laughs> yeah. week. Who's having a moment? When you see Point Break. Which I'm going to encourage you to I see. I guess I'm seeing it tonight. Swayze is so different from all these other Swayzes that we've that we've seen. That's kind of what's impressive. Oh, okay. Like in Point Break, he is without question the coolest person on the screen. They only live to get radical. They don't have any real understanding of the sea, so they'll never get the spiritual side of it. Hey, you're not going to start chanting or anything, are you? <laughs> I might. This is me. <laughs> So, uh, you still haven't figured out what riding waves is all about, have you? It's a state of mind. It's that place where you lose yourself and you find yourself. You don't know it yet, but you got it. It's right there. I saw you with those guys. You're a pit bull. You didn't hesitate, and they didn't back you down an inch. And that is very rare in this world. Well, thanks for stepping in. De nada. Later. Because he wears a leather jacket? <laughs> no, just his embodiment. The, oh. the embodiment of the character. And the he's totally a different an entirely different molecular person than he is in oh, Dirty Dancing. Okay. And it's this this kind Acting. of ability that he has to transform himself and believably thing. And it plays into all the Swayze self-belief, will, you know, like drive, determination. And wow. so it's, yes, the movie is pretty silly surrounding that. Sure. But the performance of Bodhi is incredible. I am intrigued, so, sold. Yeah. I'll watch it on the train home tonight. Speaking of Jennifer Grey, and not to fail the Bechdel test ourselves, but did you know that she previously dated Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox, Johnny Depp, and George Stephanopoulos? 
What? How's that for a list? You threw me. That last one threw me. So anyway, not to define Jennifer Grey through her romantic entanglements, but I just thought that was a very <laughs> odd list. Matthew Broderick, Michael J. Fox, Johnny Depp, George Stephanopoulos. George Stephanopoulos. That's where it threw me. But, but they're all little. There's a funny story that Eleanor Bergstein, who's the yeah, screenwriter, right. who's the woman whose life is kind of like baby's life. After Swayze had been cast in the movie, she happened to be traveling through an airport with him. And a lot of the stories about the U.S. He's a Texas boy. He's got these manners, these Southern mm, manners, mm-hmm. opening doors for people. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. All this kind of stuff. Right. They were walking through an airport. She said, oh, hold on, Patrick. I want to stop and get a hot dog. And he said, no, come on. Let's just go to the gate. And he just kept walking. And she was like, geez, I thought this was like nice manner. Southern manner. Like, what's going on? She said, no, no, I just want to stop and get a hot dog. Can we just, can you just stop and get a hot dog? So he sort of exasperately stopped. And she said, within minutes, they were surrounded by hundreds of middle-aged women <laughs> who were, like, grabbing his ass, touching him, oh. and, like, <gasps> flocking to him Oh my gosh. as the sex symbol that he was. And he kind of gave her a look, like, this is why I didn't want to stop for Are the goddamn hot dog. Are you serious? Because then they grab his hot dog. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's his life. That was his life. Living in a fishbowl. Yeah, yeah. Who wants that? He also said that there was something called the 100 Plus Club. Did you hear about that? Uh-uh. That was women who saw Dirty Dancing in the theater over 100 oh, times. Oh, wow. Do they let them bring their cats in or? <laughs> One other thing I wanted to ask you about, you lived in an incredible sitcom setup in real time. <laughs> um, just after we were working together on World's Dumbest, as I said, you're from Rochester. You were living in Los Angeles. You were having a thriving career as mm-hmm. a comedian. You're on TV on a, on a couple of different things yeah, at the time. Yeah, there was a lot going on then. You returned home and moved into your childhood room <laughs> in your childhood home. Yeah. Tell us the story of how that came about. That. I went home uh, to do a stand-up comedy in Rochester over the Christmas break once. My dad had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's mm-hmm. maybe a year before. And when I got home, I realized it wasn't going well for my mom, who the caretakers mm. end up sharing the brunt of it. The house mm-hmm. was big. So I headlined at the comedy club, and I did the radio to promote it. When I was there, the guy, Brother Weez, said, I'm looking for a girl. You know, we need a Mm co-host. And I was like, that's not going to happen, but thanks for the offer. Sure. Then I went home uh, back to L.A., and I had bed bugs in my apartment. Mm. Uh, My parents were like, yeah, you know, we do need you to visit more. We need some more help. And uh, my roommate was leaving. So, And then I got this job offer. Mm. So I was like, I think— All signs are pointing towards heading back home. I was 36, Mm. and I was tired, too. I was tired of, like, Mm -hmm. going on the road and trying to make waitressing every now and then Mm -hmm. and doing fun, a lot of fun TV, but um, but not, it wasn't steady. It's hard to make a living. Yeah, it wasn't steady, and uh, so I did it. I just packed up, and I went home, and it was was great that I got to be with my Mm -hmm. dad the last few years of his life. I guess it was, boy, it was... Five or six years I got to be there. Was it that long? I think so. Now that I, four years. Yeah. So he passed away in maybe 2017. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So four years. So I did radio, morning radio. Mm -hmm. That job ended. And then I got an offer in Baltimore. But I did, uh, was able to be with my mom and dad for a ton of time. I was his caretaker. We went to movies every week. What would you go to? Oh my gosh. What you wanted to see or did he care what you were saying? Jason, we saw everything. Literally? Because (laughs) every Tuesday after a while, you've seen them all. But would you take him to like, let's say you you went to like all the sort of appropriate movies that you'd want to go to with your dad. Would you go to some like R-rated thriller? Wait, we went to a movie. Yes, we did. 
what was the Chris Rock top five? There's a movie oh, called right. Top Five. Yeah, Top Five. Yeah, that oh, huge hyped movie. Oh God, I went with my dad thinking, oh, you know, comedian or whatever it was. Yeah, there was a threesome scene in it that was so graphic, so over the top, and I am a born and raised Catholic. I was still pretending to be a virgin at this point. I wasn't ah, married. Wait. Yeah. No, no wait joke. Wait a minute. Yeah. You had to pretend to be a virgin to yes, your parents? Yes, because if I wanted to You were 36, to, for crying out loud. It doesn't matter. I, oh, my When God. Robbie and I started dating, I never slept over, or I'd lie and say I was going to Stacy's house. <laughs> and he thought it was absurd. And I was like— Well, it is absurd. Know, but but still, we do what we have to do to appease it, our parents thought, yes. in their— What am I going to be like? In their twilight going years. to Robbie's? Oh, then my they God. Know what that's that means. amazing. It was horrible. So seeing this scene with him— <laughs> This is a sitcom, you realize. It was horrible, yeah. And so um, we saw wait, that— Wait, was he—what was his—so you're sitting next to your dad uh, in the yeah, theater. yeah, yeah. Uh, Are you having popcorn, sodas, always candy? Always popcorn, always soda. Um, and is he just like munching away, looking yeah, at the screen? Yeah, he, he went, oh, I remember him shaking his head no, and I was like, oh, this is awkward, right? We definitely like looked away together. He was like, when I have my threesome, I, <laughs> yeah, I this prefer. Is poor form. Yeah, he critiqued it really heavily. <laughs> oh my God. Um, That's awkward. It was horrible. So yeah, we saw every movie. Did you movie. make any self-deprecating comments to try and break the tension or did you just try to get the moment we over? Just, we just hit our faces <laughs> because it wasn't appropriate for us to look. And I don't know what sex is at this point. So Of course, because you're a virgin. I've never been. 36-year-old virgin. Yeah. Um, the, one of the weird things that was, <laughs> one of the other weird things, when you go to a movie with a guy with Alzheimer's, it was always tough when he would go to the bathroom because I didn't know, like, is he going to find his way back? Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to follow him and make him uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, you're a baby and you don't know. Yeah. There was a lot of that where his freedoms had to be taken sure. away. And I had to be gentle about how yeah. I, you know, coached through mm -hmm. that. But he always found his way back. Mm -hmm. He never uh, he never got lost. Well, I think that's such a brave and, and impressively mature choice that you made at that time. And I also think that, and I remember at the time, that there was some, you know, it was obviously some sort of consternation over whether you should do this or whether you shouldn't Absolutely. do this in terms of leaving L.A. And mm -hmm. that is such a classic sitcom setup that if even though you actually lived it, if you tried to write it out and sell it as a sitcom, it's people a would cliche. just be like, you know what, these <laughs> kind of shows again. don't work very well because it's <laughs> right. so unbelievable that anyone, it's like, oh, everyone always moving home with their parents. Yeah. It doesn't happen in real life to anybody. So <laughs> right. I'm sorry. It's a pass for us right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're like, no, I actually did live it and have the actual stories Right. That that are worth it. But the gift of being able to be there for your father, for your mother is is incredible. Yeah. And it really was for my mother because sure. dad was different. You know, mm -hmm. Alzheimer's, a lot of people think you just forget, but mm -hmm. it's actually a morphing of your personality. He mm -hmm. became like teen dad. Mm -hmm. He was nothing like the the intelligent, sure. funny, quiet guy, a whole different person. Wow. That, you know, to be very honest, I'm not even sure I liked hmm. the new guy because I'm like, who is this person? And they, why is that happening? Is that some sort of chemical thing that's going on in the it's brain? It's a regression and like it's you a regression. lose your frontal lobe and hmm. then, and you know, there's stubbornness and it's like hmm. they're a child again and you have to say no to your dad and, hmm. you know, say you can't drive anymore. We pretended to be the doctor and we we told him you can't drive wow. per the, you know, we made per up the, some ordinance yeah. and he would, can you believe this? Can oh, you no, believe this? Oh no, dad, I can't, but yeah. that's what they say. Doctor said it, yeah. Wow. And he wasn't bathing, so we had to write another doctor note that mm. said, we really need you to take baths mm -hmm. every other day, you know? So there was a lot of like creative manipulation sure. that felt horrible, but it's almost like having a child and like the things you do to, to for their best interest. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, mom hung on to him 
way too long. Like he mm. lived at home for way too long. We're like, mm. you need to let him right. go somewhere else. He needs help. And hopefully you finally told him that you had had sex. I hate to tell you, Dad. Yeah, I sat him down time. and I told him I all want about you know, it. All those nights I'm staying over at <laughs> Stacy's house. Yeah. Dad, I've been with Robbie in <laughs> the biblical way. I was a lesbian because <laughs> I was always at Stacy's. <laughs> They're like, well, we like Stacy. <laughs> yeah, but do you like her like her? <laughs> Jason, you said something to me on social media that was um, inappropriate, so risky, but so funny. What was it? <laughs> it when was, was it? It made me laugh so hard. And I'm like, I cannot believe he did this. <laughs> I wrote, I had a picture. It must have been after I had the baby. Or no, I, I was pregnant. And I put an old picture of me in like jean, little shorts or something. And I'm like, back when I was thin. <laughs> and you wrote, that's not too thin. <laughs> you wrote, that's not very okay. thin or something. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I like threw my chair back. I was like, I can't believe he wrote that. And I wonder if you remember it. Or if oh, you I remember. Like, Should I write this? <laughs> it was so I remember that. And I remember thinking before hitting send, you know, send <laughs> that like, you know what? If you can't make jokes like this, to really funny comics, who can you make them to? And she will appreciate that. It was so that was good. risky. You're right. I think I, feel I think like... as a general rule of thumb, you can't make any jokes about anyone's appearance. Wait, I should probably adhere to point. that a little more closely. At that point, no, it was so funny, and that's one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite uh, interactions well, on social look, media. So it's one of your favorite, but it's a little. It was like a little complex for you to. You, you had to process it a little bit. It sounds like. No, I just laughed really hard, <laughs> and I love that you're still a diehard Facebook. I am, which is so, which is so old and embarrassing to itself. It's gonna I, be if retro. I could learn how to, my daughter knows how to do Snapchat way better than I do. Oh, I don't even think that's it's TikTok now. Yeah, TikTok, but that's like you gotta make videos or something. You have to like dance, you gotta and edit lip-sync. and dance and lipstick. No, 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 I can't no, do no. that shit. I'm just an Instagram, but I now. can make barbed comments on yeah, Facebook. I can be mean to girls. I can on be Facebook. mean to girls on Facebook who are trying to remember <laughs> a simple, t- a simpler oh time for them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be trying to be like going back through your timeline, being like, oh, I didn't see that. No, because that photo she You're posted fine. was like. All right, what else? Uh, let's not get too far off dirty the reservation dancing. here with Dirty Dancing. So, God, it's such a good movie, though. It's on what? Every Sunday somewhere? It was on this Sunday on Oh, Bravo. that's right. So when I was texting you, you were like, are you watching it on Bravo right yeah. now? And I wasn't. I was watching it on iTunes, but it was on TV. Yes. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, what are the odds? How about Jerry Orbach? Jerry. He's, he's like How? a cartoon face, too, right? He does. He's such an expressive face. He played... He played a, he could have been two dimensional, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it could have been just the dad, but you saw a lot with Mm. him, especially with his relationship with baby. Yeah. I love that. I thought it was really like one of those, again, one of those things that could have been so much less, but because you have an actor like Jerry Orbach and you have the kind of the complexity of like their relationship and sort of the truth. It, It feels like truth that like she could say anything to him. And, you know, you always told us to come to you if you have a problem. Well, I have a problem. And This girl needs an abortion. Is that? <laughs> well, he doesn't even ask. And, right. like, you know, he just knows someone's in trouble. Would you give your daughter $250 if she, and at this point, if for inflation, no. for inflation let's no. say it's 500 Dad, I need $500. You said if anybody no, was in trouble. No, I would, I would require knowledge of what it was for. What and if, is if it illegal? If she said. No. I wouldn't really be worried about the uh, that that part. I'm not worried about the illegality, right? I mean, unless it's like I need five hundred dollars to buy crack so I can sell it, and then yeah. you know. But hear me out. I'm going to sell for a higher <clears> price. But if she was like, I need five hundred dollars because someone's in trouble, and I said, Well, what's the trouble? Mm. If I got, I can't some, tell you. I, I she would tell me. I would get it out of her. You would. You can't hide things Jerry from Orbach me. didn't. 
He was just a good old dad. But that's that just a, that's a shorthand. That's a filmic shorthand to illustrate oh. trust between father and daughter. So you don't have that with your daughter. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're saying. No, I'm saying you couldn't have like an eight minute scene where he's like, well, baby. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's go. Okay. Yeah, so you can't tell me, but let's go through some broad categories. Magic, yeah. Does someone have a drug problem? Is someone right. in jail? No. Is someone no. pregnant? Oh, so you're not answering. So someone is pregnant. Is it you? It's Damn. not you. Damn, Dad. You know, like, I don't want to play this. All right, game I'll anymore. tell you. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like that's where that's where I'm talking about. You would not be a fun dad to go to for five hundred dollars for a friend's abortion. And also, Jerry Arbach's face at the end of Lisa's song is so fucking brilliant <laughs> when they cut back to him, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, it's not that good. Yeah. Like, there's a truth to to him yeah. that's so brilliant. Um, and his face when she does the big apology by the lake. I'm not proud of myself, but I'm in this family, too, and you can't keep giving me the silent treatment. There are a lot of things about me that aren't what you thought. But if you love me, you have to love all the things about me. And I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry I let you down. I'm so sorry, Daddy. But you let me down, too. And she's like, you know, you disappointed me too. Oh yes. And I was trying to figure that. out what the hell he did to disappoint her by taking because care of the Because he judged Johnny. Oh, he judged Johnny. He but judged say, the book by its cover. Well, yeah, and But fair enough, dude. Johnny did say I'm responsible for her, so yeah. Yeah. I yeah. And also he has a leather jacket. Uh, and sunglasses. And like black Toreador pants with like a <laughs> with like a sleeveless t-shirt. So, I mean Johnny Castle. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But but Swayze does bring that kind of wounded, misjudged. Yeah, why you got to think that about me? You know, he doesn't yeah. talk like that in the movie. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He sounds Southern almost in it. Well, he is. He's from Texas. Well, John Castle's movie, actually from Philadelphia. Right. He doesn't nail the accent. It's ambiguous bad guy, tough guy accent. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, they were from dance class. Did you see the torso? Who gives a shit I about know. the accents? I know. Who's God. <laughs> yes. And the arms. Okay, Ooh. here's two things I always think are hilarious about the movie. One- at the end, right, the surprise dance number where Johnny Castle and the dance team come in and they take over the end yeah. of season. This could be love Jennifer Grey doesn't know she's getting up on stage and dancing, yet when she does, she just happens to not, she's not wearing like underwear oh, and a skirt. Oh, I totally thought of She's that. wearing like a dance leotard under yeah, her dress. Yeah, yeah, it was appropriate. Nobody wears the that. Spinning. Right? Um, well. So I'm saying that's like a costuming. That's a movie magic moment as well. Okay, that's just so a, I shouldn't worry about that. that. That distracted you? Yeah, because I'm looking for verisimilitude on really? screen. Really? Yeah. What's that word mean? <laughs> verisimilitude. The property of seeming true, of resembling reality, resemblance to reality, realism. That means she should have just been wearing regular clothing. Jeans, dungarees, yeah. No, it doesn't have to be dungarees, but <laughs> right, right. dungarees, what it was, 1942 <laughs> all of a sudden. Well, but it was the, and I mean, it was formal wear because it, everybody was dressed up. The mom had a top, a sleeve. Yeah, but if you were at that thing, mm -hmm. you would not be wearing a leotard under your dress. Okay. That's right? a very stickler uh, point. No, there. no, no. It's not a stickler point. Uh, Give me a reason why. There's a million of those moments. Are you saying movie. that you would be wearing a leotard? <laughs> no, I'm saying that's clearly a movie fix-it moment because okay. there's a lot of those in this movie. Well, okay. Here's another one. Okay. 
Does it bother you that some of the uh, songs... Excuse me, wait. I yes. have a thought. Okay. They also did choreography planned that nobody knew about down the aisle. There aren't, there aren't moments where the narration of the film stops and all of a sudden choreographed yeah. dancing breaks out. Right, right. Like it's not Grease, right? Right. Now, when we did Grease on the podcast, it was fascinating to hear that choreographer talk about how tricky it really is mm -hmm, to do to that do. in a movie. Because yeah. here we are watching the movie. We're watching... John Travolta and, and Olivia Newton-John, and they're having a conversation, and then all of a sudden the movie stops, and we have to transition somehow mm -hmm. into this song and dance. It's really hard to do. But one of the things that the director of Dirty Dancing wanted was not to have that type of thing happen in the movie. Right. And, and so, I don't think of it as a musical. And I don't think of it as a musical either. Or an abortion movie. Or even a <laughs> dancing movie. Because when she, when baby, when the when the watermelons, when <laughs> she's carrying the watermelons and they, they burst yeah. through the door... There's it's it's, it's choreography, right? But it's not like a number. But it's supposed to be people dancing. It's supposed it's to be people dancing. People doing their laundry and also Correct. doing step all change. Now you mentioned the last scene, which there is some organized thing, but it's really just a walk in formation down the aisle. It's, it's a pretty complex step. Well, and they again, all just realize. So boom, what's boom, movie boom, magic? Boom, chung, chung, you know, then she's not wearing underwear. <laughs> like it's the same thing, really. All those dancers were wearing dance ready. But costumes. the real thing you should be bothered about is why they're performing to a song that would not exist in exactly. 1965 that has instruments that weren't even True. invented in 1965. Another mo as moment. As great as that song. <laughs> yeah, the songs are fucking amazing. It, it is. Now I. Had the time of my life No, I never felt like this before Yes, I swear It's a truth The music oh in general, God. they picked the great classic ones and then they mix, except she's like the wind is a little what? rough. Oh, really? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you are going to shit on yeah. She's Like the Wind? Yeah. Marianne, no, oh. no, no. Like the wind through my tree. That's a brilliant song. She's like the wind yes. through my tree. Okay, that's not a great line. I'll give you that. <laughs> that's the main line. That's all I'm anyone pretty sure knows. they only say who that once in the more? first verse. It's, I don't think it comes back more than that. It's just like Who Puts Baby in the Corner. It's like, okay. Um, Nobody puts baby in the corner. But I'm just going to look up the lyrics. I, I, oh, okay. She's like it. the wind in my tree. <laughs> yeah. She rides the night next to me. <laughs> she leads me through moonlight. Only to burn me with the sun. Whoa, whoa. I didn't know it got that deep. Okay. She's taken my heart, but she doesn't, doesn't know, know what, what she's, she's done. done. Feel her breath in my, in my face. face. That could be good or bad. Her body close to me. Come on. Her body close to me is a great, that's a great moment in the All song. Right. Can't look okay. her in the eyes. I can't sing. She's, she's out, out of my out league. Of my and then this part. Just a fool to believe I have anything she needs. She's like the wind. She's yeah, I like, like that. Come on, it's a dramatic song. This song gives me goosebumps. Oh, wow. Yes. That was revealing. I can't believe you don't goosebumps? like it. Goosebumps? Does a man goosebumps. know about that? Listen. She, she might ABCs and me. <laughs> Did you play that at your wedding? <laughs> she just like we came out to a giant fog machine. <laughs> yeah. 
I love tree. She's Like the Wind. <clears throat> I think it's that first line that I have problems with. Okay. She's Like the Wind, Through My Tree. That's yes. so bad. Okay. Well, what's better? Out. What's better? The chorus. No, no. Improve the lyric. Uh, she's like the wind. Through my tree, she rides the night Through next to me. Through my tree? So, so you have to ride you the tree? something with me that's not tree. Oh, she's like the wind through my tree. Where do I have to re-rhyme? Uh, she's, she's like, like the like, wind through my tree. That's she rides like. the night next to me. She rides the night. Just, just start with that. She rides the night next to me like a wind through my tree. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> see? What if it's like she's like the wind... Near so the delicately. Sea. Near the sea. No. She's like the wind. So delicately, delicately. She rides the night next to me. Okay. Are you Way buying better. that? Is that better? Way better than my tree. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? It's not a euphemism. Or something like? No. Oh. It's about the gentle breeze of leaves and love, Marianne. Oh. God, yeah. I guess you're not a romantic. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Is that what it took to free to realize that? Okay, but that's a great <clears throat> song. I mm. love that song. Okay. And the... I mean, oh my God, the ending song. Yes, I know it's on your mind when you say, stay with me tonight. And remember, you're the one thing I can't get enough of. So I'll tell you something. It's good to Yeah, I was like, I am actually welling up over this ridiculous construct yeah, in a movie. Yeah. And the only part that is not releasing the tears is that she was wearing a dance leotard oh God. under a formal You're dress. Stuck on that. <laughs> that that lift too is so um, Crazy. iconic and and reproduced. Our wedding, we did a joke of it. You did. We did. Um we don't choreograph dances. We didn't want to do that. Right. You know, brides and grooms do that. Yes. So the only thing we did was um, he backed up and shook his head like that, like, come right. on. And I did a big run, and then we just did a high five. Uh, but we built it up. You, you built know? it up. You yeah. sold the moment. And then we did that over and over again. Everybody uh, joined <laughs> you, in. You belabored it. Yeah. Well, let's hit that joke you guys one more get time. It? Right. Hey, if it works once, hey. I am a comic. Wind keep doing through it. my tree. Yeah, it always bothered me, even as a kid seeing the movie. Stop. I was like, why is this music not period? Oh. And I'm trying to think of other movies, other mm. period movies that get away with that. Yeah. Um, like, they don't do that in Greece, Moulin per Rouge. se. <laughs> that whole movie was... I don't know, Moulin Rouge. No. It was all modern, though. Um, but that's like, a mo that's like an intentional modern remake or, you know what I'm saying? They're yeah. setting, they're trying to do that. Like In this world, that song... Like, I guess in Greece, worked. the songs are not... Of right. the 50s. But your thing was the instruments wouldn't have even existed. Well, there are some synthesizer parts yeah. in the song at the end. Like that I mean, well, 80s. certainly She's Like the Wind is not a song that would have existed in 1965. Right. So you wanted to be, you were, do you think it would have worked with all classic? No. Right? I think it works perfectly like it is. And it's just one of those weird things that I could imagine in the moment, if I was the director, I'd be the one talking everyone out of using <laughs> yeah. this Bill Medley, Jennifer Warren's classic, because I'd be like, why, are, we can't have that. That's not a period song. That's when you would get fired from the movie. And I would movie. get fired from the movie. Like, just and rightfully let it go. so. Because people are like, God, what are you talking and about? she wears leotard because she just happened to have it on. All right, Jason? Uh, again, <laughs> I offered you the chance to give me a convincing 
argument for why that would be occurring well, and you it, weren't able to do so. She seemed to have worn, she wore a leotard on the, you know, the peach uh, tank top. That's a leotard that she wore dancing mm, down the stairs. That's, and do you know she- well, well, that's like more of a tank top shirt. I thought it was a leotard. It looked, nah. You're talking about when she's wearing the jean shorts? Yep. That's a leotard. That well, but she was also preparing out. for a dance performance. It seemed so, like an everyday thing. Do you want to know a little trivia about that moment? Yes, I do. That lipstick that she takes out and puts it on? Uh-huh. I believe it's the iridescent beige lipstick that Lisa's looking for at the end. Whoa. You know that scene? Whoa. Yeah. She goes, where's my beige iridescent lipstick? And You're totally right. You think? I think you got that because that's like a sister thing. Yeah. And you picked up on that. Like, and because she put it on weird, like she didn't really know mm. how to do it. You're right. And she, you know, yeah. fumbles with it. You're right. She doesn't usually wear makeup. You're right. Thanks. Wow. You're welcome. Damn. <laughs> what do you call that? An Easter egg? I don't even know. Yeah, it's an Easter egg. Okay. Okay. What about Hungry Eyes? That's a fucking amazing Ooh. pop song. Yeah. Very 80s. It's not my chorus. favorite genre. Have you listened? I love the medley during Hungry Eyes. The no, but I'm talking about the part, the music, you right like. when it goes into the chorus and the background singers join yeah. Eric Carmen or whoever yeah, it is. Builds, right? The way they sing Hungry, that's, there's a genius there. Oh, I never yeah. analyzed that. Do you ever listen? Like, I, when, when we did Grease on the podcast, I became obsessed with You're the One That I Want uh-huh. and listening to it over and over and over and over again because it's like a, a an incredibly brilliantly constructed piece of pop music. Ooh. And once you fall into that rabbit hole, it's for me, it's very hard to get Is that out. the date rape one? <laughs> I can't remember. What's the one the where song? the song? Like, did you put up a fight? Yeah, no, it's one. not. Okay. It's not that. But but as we talked about on the podcast, that is there is a lot of rapey weirdness yeah. in Greece when yeah. you watch it now. Oh sure. Hey, that was what they did back then. That's what everybody <laughs> says, but it's like <laughs> right. It was okay. It really? We didn't complain. Like this movie isn't really that way, except for Robbie, who's like just this jerk, jerk, Lothario, Harvard yeah. med school guy, or whatever the hell he's supposed to be. Right. Um. Oh, but Hungry Eyes, the medley is wonderful because so it really shows her transformation from like the innocent, you yes. know, klutz to this like figuring out her own womanhood. And mm-hmm. I think that's the the pink tank top moment, right? Oh, really? Is that? No. Is it? We're no. Sh- no, maybe not. That's uh, a jazzier know. song. I think that just was sort of like a dancier song. I thought hung- the- Hungry Eyes was like yeah. when they're practicing together. Right. It's right? sexy. Yeah. It's pretty great. Also... I mean, again, I mean, conceivably, she could have, like, gotten a lift from the shuttle to the town to pick up some dance clothes that were required for oh, the thing. Oh, okay. But, so like, you're going deep. But, like, you know, the, yeah. whose leotards is she wearing if that <clears throat> yeah. didn't happen? It's like, that's not something you're going to borrow from no, some woman you don't know, is it? clearly in many scenes wearing full-on dance clothes. Yeah. yeah. So. But it's the Catskills. I'm sure there's. They just have that stuff lying around. dance classes. Yeah. Who, um, yeah. 
have, have you ever gone to a place like this that has all these like programmed <laughs> activities? This is like um, my idea of the worst vacation. Really? From yeah. Oh my God. A schedule. I hate that stuff. I, I hate any kind of performative thing. Oh, right. Like when I, when we take our daughter to Disney and there are oh, like yeah. theme restaurants, I get extremely <laughs> interior and withdrawn because I can't play That's along. So I can't funny. just find the fun to play along. Okay. I'm always like, Oh God! Like I, I'm Let like, it be over. I, someone's going to interact with me. <laughs> you have to as improv. In character. You're so right. Because I had to improv with Grumpy when I we went to the Artist Point. I find that so heartbreaking. Because and, and they I, can't talk back. They're like no. just nodding their head. And Amanda and I, I always turn to Amanda and I go, "Acting. That's acting life. That's right. the life of an actor. Right. You know. Yeah. In fact, I think um, <laughs> both Swayze and Sorry. Cynthia Rhodes. Cynthia I think Rhodes. they both did some time in the theme park world. Theme park. Yeah. Okay. Like dancing and theme park sure. shows right, and right, sort right. of. Um, I actually went to, okay, so the, that thing, I did the Disney dinner with characters recently. Yes. That oh, wait, in your weird non-trip to Disney yes, that you were, I don't, yes. what was that? That was so meta. I didn't understand what was going on. I know. So, but you we were at to, Disney. We went to Orlando. No, but we didn't want to go to Disney because <laughs> it was too expensive. It's that, it's like seven grand and we didn't, we what didn't mean it's seven grand to go to Disney. I mean, I Three feel park like tickets yeah. for a day. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe 150 bucks a piece. Right. We just, Robbie's really anti-corporation mm. and just anti-Disney. He's never been. And I love Thanks, Disney. Thanks, Dad. I do love Disney. So I, I, he, I agreed we'll wait until she's older and she can walk sure. around. And yeah. It's tired. a little young at four or five. So yeah, three. Yeah. Three. So um, we did do dinner with characters. And then we jokingly, we went to an arcade and we said, this is Disney, like just messing with her. <laughs> And she you did like, it for the social media laughs. <laughs> yeah, she had fun. Of which there were, she, and they were like, yeah. here's Epcot. It like, might as well be for know. her. Yeah, don't waste your money. But we did do the character <laughs> dinner, and that was, I love that uh, reminder. So that are you awkward. doing banter with the characters? I like, did. Because you're comfortable in that moment. Grumpy came over, and I was like, watch out in the woods, Grumpy. We hear there's some poison out. You know, oh, we see did that, that? I would have to get up from the table and walk <laughs> away. I would. I would be so uncomfortable. It, well, it's hard because they don't answer back. They just <laughs> nod their head and go, ooh, and shrug. And and I had to keep up the banter, and it definitely was awkward. We did one at Disney where uh, the princesses come around and they do talk. Yeah, and heartbreakingly, and and our daughter is very shy about that type of thing. I think in a general. lot of kids are, yeah. And but this one time we were at the lunch or the dinner, and Ariel came by. As sure. far as my daughter was concerned, this was Ariel. The Ariel. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> through her shyness, she said, "You're my favorite." Oh. And like your heart just cracks open. Because you know how much it, it took for it, her to It meant talk. so much yeah. to her to say, you're my favorite. Yeah. And the woman playing around said, you're my favorite too. Ooh. I was like, okay, take how my much money. Do you Here's want? the credit yeah. card. <laughs> you know what? I'm sending Robbie over later. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> wow, you have an anti-corporatist. That's going to be tough for uh, for, for Dahlia's Everything. future The Disney. man does not want to spend money. You Robbie, know, we are not, bro. Seriously. DIY. That's great. Money. That's great. Yeah. But. I mean, you have to learn when to. You, that's what I mean. Let our the wedding. Kid be a kid. Do you know what our budget was for our wedding? Five hundred dollars. No, more than that. No. I mean, we had like a hundred people. It was like five grand. Wow, that's impressive. It was like that. I don't really have a problem with because, yeah. you know, it's not really needed to spend a lot. That also you know? sounds like I probably wouldn't have to be at the wedding for more than like an hour, which is <laughs> no, great had, as well. We had a you lot of I mean? fun. It barbecue. It was great. But yeah. Um, let me tell you too, I went to a theater camp in the Catskills. You did? That reminded me of this. The, there's a lot of nostalgia there for me too. Hmm. Stage Door Manor was the name of it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Legendary. I saved up babysitting money wow. and went there for three weeks. And did you kill it there? 
I did do really well there. I started off, no one knew me, and yeah. I didn't get big parts. But by the end, I remember them being like, we should have given you this part. And I'm like, mm. right? And then I'm like, next summer, bitches. You'd be a really good stage actor. I loved, that's what I wanted to do, theater. Well, why don't you do that now? Because um, I, I have mom guilt. But I was theater no. major at She's Syracuse. She's not going to know when you're away for Well, like, I work all day and then no. go into rehearsal. True. I have a you list of things I'm going to do someday. She, she could be a trunk baby like Jennifer Grey was. Oh, that's right, with Joel? Yeah, he's just taking her around. She was like on the set of Cabaret, probably. Oh, I bet. You know, watching Liza get wasted. Oh, God. Teaches a kid a certain thing. I wish, right. A certain showbiz. This is real life, kid. You know? (laughs) Yeah, I got a bucket list someday. I think you'd be a really good uh, stage actor. Oh, thanks. I love theater. Yeah, that was my goal, regional theater. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Let's move on to your Latchkey TV selections. Oh, right. Hello? So these are some of the shows that were important to you growing up. Yes. A wide swath of interesting shows here. I don't think anyone has chosen your first one, Little House on the Prairie. That was kind of the only one I could, that I, that is the strongest. Really? Obsessed. 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 Okay, what was it that you were obsessed with? The life. I'm going to play the theme here for you. Oh, I know the hill. Yes. You can narrate this because we'll play this and talk over it. The carriage on the top of the hill with the wildflowers. Running down the hill and tripping and falling. Now, I missed this show as a kid. Dude. Look I don't at remember him. her. Michael Landon. I mean, he, he's a good looking man. Yeah, he's strapping. Who's she? I don't remember. Caroline. No, that's not her. Who is that? Caroline. Is that the wife? Mom. Oh, there is no wife. Yeah, there's mom. Oh. Caroline is her name, but I don't know the actress. And these are the three kids? Melissa Gilbert. Yep. Sarah something. Melissa Sue Anderson. She goes blind that's later. That's confusing. Two Melissas. I wouldn't have cast them. And Carrie. Look Carrie? at Whoa. Her name is Carrie. I bet that wasn't a planned moment when she fell like that. No, not at all. Get up and run, Lindsay. Uh, Shannon Doherty was in the... uh, She was? Yeah, there was a lot of famous people. Shannon Doherty? Yeah. Wasn't this like in the early 60s? No, 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 no. This was 80s. Really? It's... Well, 1974. Oh, was it? Maybe I watched reruns then. Hmm. I was on... I mean, I watched it in the 80s. And my family hated it. I would come home from Why? school. They'd be, oh, you watch... They'd hear it, and I'd, they'd be like, are you watching it again? I loved it. Nobody else did. And that, and I'd watch Wizard of Oz on the VHS tape a lot. <laughs> I was obsessed with Judy Garland. What's a lot? Like, a lot? Uh, once a week, a couple times Singing a week. Singing the songs. Sure. I didn't even like the songs. No? No. Hmm. Just the, love the whole... Gone to another land. Okay. And on Little House on the Prairie, was there identification with one of the girls? Laura, for sure. Laura the, Ingalls. Laura Ingalls with the braids. And Would you do your hair paw. that way? No, I had short hair. I looked like a boy. Did I, you have short hair by choice? No, my mom did it, and oh. I didn't have She was like, we don't, hair. you're the third girl. <laughs> yeah. We're not getting into Easy. me doing hair every morning. That time's <laughs> over. So short hair is a great look for you, Marianne. Yeah. You could pull it off. She was <laughs> um, Yeah, Laura, just the, the being Pa's favorite. I was always Dad's favorite. So mm. yeah, I just loved their era. Okay. I think I read the books. Yeah, that was a good one. It seems like a show where, like, emotions happened too. Yeah, a lot like, of were there trials. Like, were there like bad moments, like sadness yeah. on the prairie? Life was t- tough on the prairie. Life was really tough on the prairie. And I remember the one where she escaped to find gold and she, you know, got lost and hmm. she almost 
killed herself or something. She took her braids out. That was a big one. Did you experience these things very dramatically as a theatrically inclined child? <laughs> no, I just enjoyed it. I don't know if I okay. got real super invested. So you weren't like dancing around the house or pretending to be the prairie and that yeah, kind of I did. stuff? I acted it out. I would make sauce and stir it like a pilgrim would. <laughs> Because they yeah, ate what the were sauce. pilgrims doing, but making sauce. <laughs> Marinara, ragu. <laughs> what kind I of sauce did ragu. you envision pilgrims making? <laughs> you mean like a soup? No, I put a ragu sauce? in a pot and stirred it like, Ma, Pa, you ready for the spaghetti? <laughs> Almanzo, what is your favorite dish? It's a uh, cinnamon chicken. Did you hear that, Nellie? Well, it's only her specialty. <laughs> Didn't make sense. See? I was improving. You know what? You know what the problem with that? Like I'm going to say that verisimilitude. Okay, <laughs> if you were making a vegetable stew, right, right. Okay, Ma, you want rigatoni tonight? <laughs> Where's Pa <laughs> or Penny? <laughs> okay, this is another strange sort of not strange, but just an interesting choice. Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, the old one. So how did you get into that? Because I was a loser. I mean, you were a loser. I didn't go out. I didn't like going out on weekday nights, like in junior high and stuff. So I would watch TV alone in the kitchen in my robe. Wow. And uh, that would always come on. And I loved them. The stories yeah, they, well, were brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. Great writing. Everyone was a. Well, this shows hit. that you had an eye for quality. Story. And also, a lot of Twilight Zone twists are wry, and it's kind of like comic writing in a sense like it's mm -hmm. science fiction but karma you know a lot, a lot of the twists are are things that I think a future comic would appreciate sure you know yeah. it's like oh I love reading and I can't ever get time to read so yeah. guess what you're the only person left on earth right you have all the time to read because there's no other humans like, yeah there's a yeah. certain ironic I, comedy yeah I liked the thing. ones where people got theirs you know they got mm. served in a weird way so you liked comeuppance sure yeah mm. Good. vengeful those <laughs> Rochesterites right right you're but gonna I get theirs like Suzanne would have parties in the basement and I'd be like eating instant mashed potatoes in a robe watching TV and the guys would come up and be like what are you doing you know making yeah. fun of me and I'm like, I'm, I don't need to impress you. I don't you. need to impress you to have a sense of self-worth <laughs> yeah. and value, sir. Now step aside. <laughs> it shows that you're a substantive on. person. <laughs> didn't you want to be down there partying with the cool kids? Never. Never? No. Come on. Uh-uh. They weren't nice. They weren't nice? They were stupid, too. Stupid and popular. So you could tell that they were stupid and popular even yeah. though you were... How many years younger than they? Uh, four years younger, and I thought they were silly and, and So you already stupid. could tell that yeah. sort of social structure and hierarchy was kind of bullshit. I did. I'm and not, valued the wrong things. Yeah. Because right. I remember they would say really horrible things, and I'm like, oh, I don't like you. Mm -hmm. They did really mean things, I remember. But they mm. were cool and popular and football stars. Sure. But they did stuff that everybody went with, and I'm like, if you thought about that, that's sad. They, like, waved money in front of homeless people. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, the, all the popular kids in high school uh, didn't turn out well in the long run. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. It's all of us who had no popularity yeah, in high school. Yeah, Jason. That, that's what that we now, now look at us <laughs> on a podcast. Oh. Eat your heart out. <laughs> Guy who beat me up in sixth grade. <laughs> no one beat you up. Oh, yeah. They did. Once? Twice. Once. Oh, twice. I was not a... I was not a... Fighter? No. Well, yeah. In fact, one of my worst... Uh, one of my worst stories... Uh, which is now, of course, the, the the thing that feels like the worst moment is the greatest Biggest comedy now. Lesson. Oh yeah! But um, I once got beat up, quote unquote, because the fight consisted of him hitting me once, me crying <laughs> and running away yeah. in seventh grade, Telling which is a the pretty old time to have that kind of like humiliation occur. Sure. Um, but he was actually the he was like the star of all the musical theater productions at really? our junior high. 
He was in and West for some Side reason, Story. We challenged. He like we had a fight, right? Because in those days, it's probably like late seventies, early eighties. Somebody would just be like, "Silo, <laughs> me and you after school <laughs> at the field, three o'clock," and like somehow. I would show up like now. Now it occurs to me, like, just don't show up. Who cares? Well, then you're a wuss. And you no, but uh, yeah, but that's what you think in your mind. But yeah. nobody, everyone's like, oh, well, let's just go. Like right. nobody's really that invested in whether you show up, showed up or not. True. But in your mind, you think I've got to show it. up. Yeah. I've got to go. That was a thing. That was a thing. But of course, in this town, West Haven, Connecticut, it was like 10 years behind the times. So that was oh. probably more like it was probably like leftover culture from the 50s. Sure. That they were still living out in yeah. the late 70s. Sharks in the chats. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's a big crowd of people and like, wow. I was like, why are we doing this? I don't have any issue. I have no, I'm not, I have no oh, problem. Oh, you talked it out. Well, I tried to, oh. but then he hit me in the jaw Ooh. and then I started crying and ran away. You did? Yeah. Was this the only fight? Well, that was one. And then I had one later uh, where somebody's boyfriend, accused me of saying something about his girlfriend, which wasn't true because I actually really liked his girlfriend and grew up with her in oh. our neighborhood. But he too declared that we were going to have a fight. Ah, and, and, I, and he, wait, I remember hiding in my math teacher's classroom. <laughs> and he was like, what are you doing here? And I was <laughs> like, I can't go in the hallway because um, Mike Bouchard is going to beat me up. And he's like, well, I can't really help you, but I got to close the- Three o'clock. I got to go. <laughs> so I had to go out and then same thing. Had one, you know, hit me once and then I oh, started crying. You never anyway. tried to hit back? No. No. I don't I didn't know anything about I didn't know how to hit anyone. Right. I was a seventh grader. Yeah. How did they know? Oh, they got they were West Haven Tufts. Oh, the Tufts. Okay. Wow. So yeah, I was not of that culture. We moved into that town and I was just this bookish yeah. kid who had like animal posters on his wall. Right. I wasn't looking to fight anybody. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just trying to survive here, kids. Right. Listen, so, I just want to run a podcast someday. Yeah, man. <laughs> and talk about inconsistencies. You know who I needed? You know whose help I needed? He-Man, your your oh, yeah. additional uh, bizarre show for a, a girl to watch that in the almost, 70s. Uh, don't be sexist. That was well, really just, just it was on. It was on. And we didn't turn it off. I'll put it that way. Me and Lisa, me and Fancy uh, would come home and watch General Hospital or He-Man. Oh. Yeah. Was this the Luke and Laura era General Hospital? Yeah. Here's He-Man for you. Oh, cool. Which now is like so trendy and cool to be into this. Prince of Eternia, defender of the <laughs> so That haircut, he kind of looked a little like you yeah, too. Yeah, did. That was my hair. Oh, see, that's like me in junior high. The qu- quivering tiger. <laughs> look at that. Come here, that, look. That haircut is quite something. It is. That's what my mom, the picture my mom showed at the salon. Can you? Can you give her the He-Man? Give her the He-Man. I did. His hair is probably even a little long for yours back then. It was. Though, wasn't it? He's girlier than me. <laughs> You're like, Mom, like, could I just have some bangs? <laughs> yeah. Like He-Man? <laughs> ah, now he's tough with a face wow. mask. By the power of Grayskull. Yeah. There's a lot of gay jokes for yes. this now. A lot of singlets. Right? He's wearing a right. singlet. I love names, too. Whenever I watch old movies, I love reading Oh, I love names. that. Like Hal Sutherland. Clark. Wesley, they're all from like yeah, because they're all like lifer, you know, yeah. Hanna Barbera studio totally. inkers from the thirties <laughs> on, right? And it was such a bad, poorly animated yeah. cartoon. But at the time, it's all we knew. We liked it. The other one I wanted to give you a hard time about was because yeah. you said you liked Mad About You. So you and you were thought, like, wait, is that not cool? I don't know what you think. Well, what do you think? What What did you like about it? I mean, it? based on Point Break, and <laughs> she's like the wind through my tree. I'm gonna say. <laughs> You didn't like it? I don't know. No, I didn't like it. I thought yeah. it was like... Boring. Well, I think now I look at it and I just think like it's a bunch of like white people problem TV so show. So true. Right? Yeah. It does, it, but that's just aging poorly 
as a as a conceit. Back in the yeah. day, that was what TV was, it was largely. Pretty vanilla. I I acknowledge there was nothing going on. I'm also just angry that they did a reboot of it and sort of forced it forced me to watch like ads for it on my cable system, yeah. which you probably didn't have to encounter. I didn't watch. I'm sure the Robbie doesn't or the have cable. <laughs> no, we cut the cord. <laughs> Please, he Robbie makes his own TV shows in the backyard, and he (laughs) He broadcasts them on a little box that he performs inside. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's TV. Watch me. (laughs) Um, We watch the same DVD over and over. Uh, No, I liked their apartment. That's what drew me to it. I liked their interior, and then so you were always into interior decorating and design. That's what got me. And the Buckmans stuck around for yeah for stuck around for the banter. (laughs) Yeah, the the constant busy work that Paul Reiser's funny. Yeah, he's funny. They're and she's a great actress. Helen Hunt. Mm. Yeah. No. Mm. Okay. You love her. Mm. What's she's, she great in? She's no point. Blank. She's good in um, uh, the one with the Tom Hanks and the volleyball and the. Oh, that was that. a that was a very minor role. Sur- well, if you call the survivor? love interest that he spends ten years on a desert island pining for minor, sure. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't in it a lot. Yeah, but that's the, the brilliance of the volleyball performance. Volleyball got more action than she <laughs> Wilson. Did. His name's Wilson. Was it Sir- Wilson? What was the name of it? Castaway. Castaway. Thank you. That felt good. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those shows were watched because it was It, it was, was on. Yeah. Now, were you watching together with no. your sisters? No. No. They had lives. Oh. I don't ever remember them around. <laughs> I sat by the TV in the in the kitchen alone. I would go out to dinner with my mom and dad, just me. My sisters had things to do. And we would all, I loved it. I love this life of yours. I this loved is it. You loved it. You were happy. I was happy with them. I yeah. liked them. Where are we going? Chi-Chi's? All sure. steak. I could order whatever I wanted. You were their little buddy. Always. Dad said, I'm going to the hardware store. I was already in the car. Like it was, uh, I was that daughter. That's awesome. Yeah. I was definitely loved hanging out. No, wait, why was the TV in the kitchen? Is this like- a little one. Oh, like a little black and white one or? It was color. We had color, but it was little for 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 like breakfast time? Sure. Yeah. Like news. Yeah. But I set up, I had a little setup and I sat there in a zip up robe. If you want a more of a visual. <laughs> was the robe like uh, bedtime or even just like I'm home from school. I'm getting coat. into the robe, your house yeah. coat right away. <laughs> it was, I'm not leaving the house right oh now. Oh my God, I love I'm this. I'm a virgin until I'm 36. <laughs> wow, this is totally different than I anticipated <laughs> thinking your life was. I, th- I was Wait, like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I just sort of thought like, oh, like effortlessly charismatic, glamorous child, you know, gets I was attention. A model. I was a model. That's true. You were a model. <laughs> I just didn't have to impress people. They weren't my people. So what's funny is that in print models, when Heather Thompson is playing like sort of the depressed robe clad, <laughs> right. that's sort of more like you were yeah. than your character um, in, the, yeah. in the web series. I challenged a real tough girl and that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. And then wow. I had a fun creative life later on. True. It's a late bloomer. <laughs> I moved to Do New York Do you still City. put the robe on now and watch TV at I don't home? I have one and I really want one. Get a one. slanket. Um, okay. <laughs> slanket? Yeah, it's a blanket, blanket. and a slut? shirt or Not something. A slut? Where is slut? No, it's like, a, you know, like they sell, it. <laughs> they sell on the TV ads. Yeah, Snuggy? Is that what you're thinking? Sort of. <laughs> it's, I think a slanket is a thing. I know Ugg makes a robe, and I've had my eye on it. So slanket I'm Amazon. I'm going to show you one, wow, okay? Slanket. The original? Oh, it's a blanket with sleeves. Sleeved oh, blanket. That's so unnecessary. Okay. A blanket will do just fine. See? Oh, yeah. Come on. You could, I could Now drape. you're interested. I like the drapery. Oh, wow. That is a How blanket. about that? That would look good on your mid-century modern sofa, would. right? They have her on a mid-century modern. 
I could already see There's that. There's a lot of room in there. There's you sure could have Dahlia family, <laughs> yeah. a few stuffed animals. I'm going to walk around in that. Yeah. So what do you think? I'm always freezing. Why don't I get you one? I'll send it to your house. <laughs> I love the coral color. What color? Is coral <laughs> yes. more you or are you more of a periwinkle? Coral all the way. Ruby wine? No, 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 no. no that no. way the wine spills won't show up. <laughs> I'm not drinking lately, so that's my tea. How about a stri- yellow stripes? That's not good. Nobody looks good in no. stripes. And you know how fat I am. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You, don't you wanna... never got over that. That You never got over that never comment. Got... Wow. All right. I stand chastened. <laughs> no. God. It was my, f- it was a funny line. Well, no, I, I can feel the wound is still fresh. <laughs> I can still, the wound I don't hold grudges except for. Mm, that was about eight years ago, so I kind of think you do. <laughs> I just had a baby, so I had him in three years. Okay, so you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> I think the joke was. In, I think You're the, so funny. I think the joke was intended to be. Uh, I'm trying to think how I could possibly spin this. <laughs> what I meant was. <laughs> but it actually doesn't work any other way than what I said. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I actually thought. Wait, here's my here's my defense. Okay, okay Your Honor. Unneeded. Defense. The photo that you posted. Yeah. Uh, was a you really, did not look thin. <laughs> was a really thin photo. Oh yeah. And the joke was that's not that thin. <laughs> right. That was the joke. Yeah. 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 So, you were being sarc. You were. Be- yeah. No, I was saying. That's not. I was that saying thin. that's not that thin when it's when it obviously was that yes, thin. Yes. That was the joke. I got it. I got it. I laughed though because it was so mean. Well, wait, how is it mean? Well, if like I'm mean con- to, I'm- to tell a girl, any girl like that. But I am not saying. No, it. but the joke is that you were that I know, thin. I got it. That's the joke. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got it. That's a, I don't know, I'm making it up was that excuse. Funny. It was I'm making funny. up that excuse. I don't. I don't. Probably wasn't what there I. There was no misunderstanding of the intention. Yikes. Stop! You're making it way worse. Uh, now I can have a complex. <laughs> All right, hold on. I got to get my Headspace app out and do a quick meditation <laughs> yeah. on this. You need a British Insulted. voice to call. Well, let me down. apologize now for this Stop. terrible joke that I made. Stop. That, was, that was wrong of me. It wasn't. It was. I thought great. I was. I thought I was offering you a a, a light moment of levity it in a post pregnancy world, but now I realize. Do you know how hard I laughed? That I don't, I don't, I wanted to get a good zinger. You can't top that though. Well, I'll try now. <laughs> hey, you're, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would be great if I actually had the balls to go onto one of your posts yeah, now and go like, hmm. so. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where's that Weight Watchers? Oh, Did you God. quit Weight Watchers? <laughs> oh, Jason. Mm-mm. A good blanket will cover that up. A slanket would cover it. <laughs> a slanket. It occurred to me a little bit. Maybe this is just looking back with 2020 eyes. So Johnny Castle is like, I don't know, in his mid-30s. Yeah. And she's in high school. Uh, Just graduated high school. No, I think he's supposed to be in his 20s. But he was in his 30s. But she's still in high school. And she's supposed to be 18? 17. Okay. Yeah, it's illegal. It's illegal. Depending on the state. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you have to have comma depending on the state, it's probably just a <laughs> yeah. generally good idea. If you have to look up the state's rules. You, <laughs> you think might... he's supposed to be in his 20s? Yeah, I do. I think I read that. Mm. And then he was actually 35 or 36. Yeah. But he was supposed to be playing. They both played younger characters, which is pretty common. Also, like in, the in, movie in your house, like let's say your family was on this vacation. Could you escape each evening for yeah. the amount of hours it would take to prepare a mambo <laughs> dance routine and yeah. have a have a uh, illicit romance? Right. And not have your parents be like, so where were you? Yeah. Which activity did you do today? Yeah, like I'd be drilling down. <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. What, what, did, what, do you, what do you mean? Well, we've That's, already established. I look at the schedule and it's yeah, not here, yeah. so. We've already established <laughs> you would not let uh, Elodie get away with any yeah, of these I'd things. Yeah, I'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> that doesn't questions. make sense. 
But again, to your point, you're not supposed to ask those questions. You're just supposed to sit back, eat your popcorn, and watch the movie, Jason. Well, I That's mean, your take. You could kill a lot of movies if you questioned how that happened. And Have you listened like, to the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming Great. in. It's oh 5 gosh. o'clock on the nose. That's amazing. Now you have two hours to go out and enjoy this beautiful day. Take my nice slow walk to my And your last two hours of mommy freedom. It was a great mommy day. Thank you so much. But you know what? You'll be so excited when you get home and you see that little smiling face, which yeah. Robbie has already put to bed totally. The house is clean. Yes. Everything is good to go. No joke. For your return home. Freshly darned socks. Amazing. Waiting. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Thank you for coming in, man. It was so fun. I've had the time of my life. Yes. I pre-wrote that. You're like the wind in my tree. (laughs) Not as Trees. uh, Trees. uh. (laughs) Trees. Thank you. 